the city of Corvosa, largest in Beresia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zindane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugar Fueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 105. This episode is brought to you by COVID-19 lockdowns and probably contains lower quality audio than our usual. Thanks for bearing with us. When last we left our heroes, you were engaged in the grandest of grand melees with approximately 1,000 assassins. Well, yep. That's of them. What is probably a grand total of about... 40 assassins in the wider battle of which you guys have at this point accounted for at least 15 of them. Damn. That's pretty impressive. I kind of wish we'd had many so I could keep track of it, but it's been quite a lot of them. (laughs) Um, On the other hand, it's easy to keep all of these between weeks versus, like, setting it all up again. Yes, yes, I do like the bit where I just finish the game and go turn off and then turn on and it's back again. (laughs) Alright, so... I believe that when we cut in, Nakoda has just done some strictly non-heroic murdering of two minions. Yep. By blowing them up with a giant thundercall that has conveniently managed to miss Elagos. Um, Elagos is in process of grappling Mantis Cinnabar, Mm -hmm. who is now, you know, all visible and stuff. Hey, I'm in World 20, yay! Uh, (laughs) And... You won't be when you remember you're flanked. Oh, and yeah, I was um, probably going to die. I remember now. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just to take the happiness away. No. <laughs> also, I have punched your um your wyvern attack into roll 20. Same. Yeah, we are recording. Craig is running. Cool. So yeah, um, when we begin, the battle is beginning to wind down a little in the background. Um, the Shawante seem to be very much struggling with the Ashwing Gargoyles broadly, which they, they the vast majority of them cannot damage. Magic weapons are something of a rarity out here. Not that they aren't uh, everywhere, but... Uh, and Elagos... <laughs> Or rather, a wyvern and a giant blood-red praying mantis are grappling each other. Yeah. And that's where we cut in on Elagos and his plan. Okay, we're not doing round um, events first? Uh, that was at the end of last round, was Nakoda going off. Okay. Yeah, that's at the bottom and... Okay, and my thing, it's in the t- at the top. Wow. Who knows? Anyway, um... So I was grappling her. Um, so I'm making opposed grapple checks to keep hanging on to her, or oh, oh, she asked the question. 
She's going to get yeah, the grapple rules. Yeah, grapple rules now. <laughs> no, I actually know the grapple rules already, mostly. Uh, so your options basically comprise of you can let her go if you chose to, which you almost certainly don't want to do. No. Um, you can deal her your unarmed damage, which will be your bite by either attacking her or making an opposed grapple check, whichever one of those favours you better. Yeah. Um, you can endeavour to pin her. Um, casting spells is not impossible but difficult. They have to be things that involve no somatic po- components, i.e. you can't move and you can't yeah. pull stuff out of your wyvern pants. Yeah. But you don't have to maintain the grapple. She has to break the grapple. You're in the grapple with her. Correct. Okay, so the onus is on her to break it on her turn? Your incentive to make more grapple checks is for the purposes of pinning her or damaging her or whatever. If you choose not to do that, she doesn't escape automatically. All right. So what I'm going to do for some poetic justice is sting her since I have her in a grapple. Fair. So. Oh, yeah, you're a wyvern. Oh, yes. poison tail. <laughs> yeah. That hasn't come up a lot because you've been biting so many people, but. Also, um, you kind of need to, um, grapple the person and then sting them with your tail. Yep. And it doesn't do that much damage, but I'm like, this is the main boss, po- seeing if I can poison her is actually kind of useful. So yeah, yeah. You may do so in one of two different ways. Um, yeah. Whatever, please, whatever you think is more advantageous to you, uh, you can you can take an attack roll with a minus four to try and hit her armor normally, or you can make an opposed grapple check against her. You have seen, however, the mantis is reasonably strong and good at grappling. I do have improved grab. I don't know if that helps me. Uh, that lets you bite things and then grab them as a free action. It doesn't actually okay. make your grappling better. It makes it easier to. Um, okay, so you get free grapple first. attempts as opposed to active bonuses to grapple. I'll grapple first then. Because I'm reasonable at it. Yep. Oh, that's that's a good roll. You can't roll better than that. No, hard to argue with a net 20. Hey, Susan. Theoretically, she makes an opposed grapple check against that, although it could some more point. Oh, training. Yeah, cool. She makes an opposed grapple check and fails. I don't need to bother rolling that one. Uh, and you stinger. I haven't stung anyone before, so... It's only a 20 versus her AC. Uh, no, no, you don't. You do not need to hit her AC. By virtue of beating her in the grapple check, basically, Alagos maneuvers her round in position oh, and then stings her. Okay, cool. Um, so that if you want to roll the damage, it's probably easier than me doing it all manually. Um, it's 1d8 plus 9. Is the standard damage? I 
know right what it is, because if you will recall, I put your wyvern attack in. So oh, right. I, I thought that was just the bite. Uh, no, that's your full attack. If you see there it says wyvern attack, then talon, talon, sting. Oh, right. So you just take the relevant bit, you ignore the roll to hit, because you don't need that in this case. The damage is already in, so 12 damage to her. Cool, and then it's... Um, Fortitude save? Fortitude save. Cool. Uh, 20. Yep, she has damage. Tell me about this poison. Okay, so... She makes her save? Yeah, so what I've got here is... Injury from Singer, Fortitude DC 20, initial damage, and secondary 2d6 con. So she, presumably she doesn't take any of that because she made a save? Or does Correct. She what happens is you, you yeah. punch the Stinger into her shoulder, and cinna, the Cinnabar Mantis, or rather into her thorax, the Cinnabar Mantis winces, and poison begins pumping out from it into her, but her body is so strong, or her Red Mantis training with poison so good that she manages to shake this off. Awesome. Okay, that's me. But it was well worth doing because that's an insane amount of con damage. Mm. If, yeah. you had, if she had failed to save, that would be brutal. I'm, I'm kind of thinking. I'm get, depending on what happens. I might see if I can try do the same thing next round and see if she makes it again. She it sounds it like a good much. idea. It's, it's one of those. It's like Natasha's hideous laughter. They probably make the save, but if they don't make the save, it's really bad. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Wyverns after me. Yep. And you you would be able to make extra grapple checks and that sort of thing if you had better base attack, but you do not, so. Uh, Wyverns and gargoyles and fiendish manti. Okay, let's see what we've got here. It's It's getting a bit sad out here, crew. So there's a gargoyle? Yep, there's a gargoyle. Who is completely confident that where 14 of his predecessors failed, he will be able to kill that wyvern. Ah, but see, now, now the wyvern is in a grapple with Cinnabar, so it's going to become easier for him. It's true, it's a, it's a, it's totally flat-footed. Oh, so you're discounting single ninja theory. It's true. This is is the awesome gargoyle. There's only one of them, so he's badass. Because <laughs> that totally applies to gargoyles, not only to ninjas. <laughs> See, one's a ninja gargoyle. This gargoyle's gonna get shit done. Uh, so, uh, let's... the gargoyle is just gonna pause and go back and have a look at the roles of some of his fellow gargoyles and see whether he thinks this is actually feasible in any way or not. <laughs> No, that's smart. <laughs> oh, wait, it's the mantises who are dumb. The gargoyles have more intelligence. Uh, the mantises are dirt dumb. They're literally intelligence dash. The gargoyles actually, I think, have moderate. Yeah, because the gargoyles can talk and stuff, where the mantises can barely claw things. I haven't, I haven't written it down. More lethal. I don't think they're terribly intelligent, but they're not, um, they're not piss, piss dumb. Yeah, what the mantises bring to the table is they're much more deadly. They're just not very bright. Five, ten, fifteen. Cool. So the gargoyles got a plan. 
sick of endeavouring to attack Elagos's high AC. He's going to go attack Gara. Yay! <laughs> Come wow. to me, my gargoyle. Just out of the frying pan and into the fire. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good plan. I said he's attacked Elagos several times and knows that he can't. He's very unlikely to scratch your AC. So, so he leaves Elagos's threatened area. Who is grappling? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. has his hands full. Right, he can't. You can't um, make a, a tax of opportunity when you're grappled. You when you're grappled. Okay. You are flat-footed and thus can't make a tax of opportunity. Ah, uh, yes, of course, makes sense. Okay, so he goes uh, and claws Garen, who has a really low AC. So this will work out great for the gargoyle. Yep. So I'm the just a defensive blacksmith. Yeah, I mean that stuff that you're covered in is like natural dwarvish hide and not plate mail at all. Yeah, all I'm covered in is jab. That's all, well, really. No, this is this is actually very strategic because Gargoyle knows if he flies at silver, then he will get skewered and die because that's what's happened to everyone who's flown towards silver. <laughs> he can't be losing. He can't reach Jack, and he hasn't had a claw at Garn yet, so he knows he can pull this off. So the Gargoyle flies in, lands in front of you, and goes. And there's yep. this great, horrible scraping noise as bits of stone-like claw break on the armor. <laughs> yeah. wow. It is logical because Silver stabbed like six gargoyles um, and Alagos has killed like 14 plus his immune to damage. But Garden could be easy prey for all I know. No, one did, no gargoyles attacked him yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, but beautiful. an assassin really, really tried hard to hurt him and failed. <laughs> uh, yeah, but maybe, you know, the maybe the gargoyle thinks the mantis is just weren't putting any effort into it. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Team Fiendish Mantis. Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to this. The Fiendish Mantis reaches out, Jack, and on a 2024, 20, I imagine hooks you quite easily. Oh. Is it grappling me? Uh, that- no, it's just clawing you. Oh, okay, yes, um, yes, the 24 quite certainly hits. Cool. So a giant mantis claw. You know what mantis claws look like, don't you? Yeah. The big pincher goes crunk down onto your head, deals you five damage. Then it makes an improved grab and grapples. All right. Well, as it's well known, and there's nothing gnomes are better at than grappling. So Jack is really happy it tried this approach. I thought that was the case. All right. Let me find my CMB. Uh-huh. That seems to be absurdly high. <coughs> it's um or right, I'm just I'm just gonna roll a D twenty and add one. Oh Did you just roll a, a one? Sure. No, I rolled two. two. Three, which is totally exactly what I look for facing a fifteen. Oh <laughs> fiendish mantis grapples me. Kill, uh, Jack, no. Killing damage on this, so. That, there we are. And deals you eight points of damage and grabs you. Wait, so it deals, it deals me claw damage and grapple damage? Yes, it does. So. Okay. It with its claw, then grapples you. I believe this is how improved, um, grab works. As, as someone who has improved grab on their sheet, I can testify to that. Cool. Just wanted to clarify because these are crucial hit points and I want to make certain I have to lose every one of them. Okay, Jack is grappled and takes a bunch of damage. She is still conscious. 
Yay! Uh, starts a grapple as a free action okay. without provoking. Yep. Only works against size, blah, blah, blah. Successful hold. Yeah, that sounds totally correct to me, Jared. Yep. I've got it here as well. So it yep. jams the pinches in and then squeezes down on you and you're grappled yep. and hurt. Yep. So the mantis wounds me. Are there any other, there aren't any other mantises on the field, are there? It's just there this one. Not. Cool. He's Some bastard has been killing them with high end fireballs. <laughs> yep. And not to mention the, the, the person that dispel magic on them. Uh, Alright. But this didn't have a good day. So it's or, Blue Mantis. Honestly, Blue Mantis. I'm running so many NPCs here over three weeks that I couldn't even fucking tell you what happened to them all at this point. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun when you listen to the podcast. You're going to be, wow, that happened? <laughs> Alright. Blue Mantis looks at Jack held in the grapple an expressionless face on the mantis mask, but Jack, you sense there's a smile beneath. Oh. Yeah, because he might be holding a bit of a grudge about the fact that I fooled him for three rounds with that celestial griffin. Yeah, illusory griffin. He will five foot step to a very slightly more advantageous position. Which goes inside of my swinging range. Yep, that's why he's five foot stepping. <laughs> Damn it. And then you about So these are against your without decks, Jack. Okay. Touch attack. Uh, no, it'll likely be a flat-footed. Oh, flat-footed. Sorry. All right. Um, all three of them hit. So I'm going to need to resolve them one at a time. Okay. So hang on. No, my touch is damage. All three of them hit. Okay, so the first one, alright. Okay, so Jack takes the first one and is still conscious. Um, yep. the second one kills her. So, um, he will spend a hero point, and at this point I'm going to draw my hero point. Yep. Are you happy with how that's work, how to do that? Yeah, I, I know how to do that. Um, I just need a minute to actually do it. Okay, so how many have I got left? Meanwhile, as you're pondering your life there, um, the other blue red mantis assassin will step in on Elagos, look at the stinger of the wyvern, and while Elagos is tied up with Cinnabar, endeavour to saw it off. Makes sense. Aww. Oh. So, uh, 25 for that footage. Cool. Yep. I've got a problem. I can't browse to the Harrow site. Okay. So one of them hits. Do you want me to draw for you? That's Can right. You browse... Can anyone browse oh. to the Harrow site? It's gone. Okay. Didn't oh. think it was just me. Okay. <laughs> inconvenient. Um, well, considering I have... physically draw the cards. Yeah, I'm going to go physically get some Harrow cards because this yeah. is my life we're talking about here. Uh, so I'm taking 10 damage? Uh, so... By my, yeah, by my count, the second attack hits, and you take yes. 10 damage, because they yes. are still attacking. I'm just double-checking, like, what's there. There isn't a, like, bonus thing that isn't... No. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. No, no. It, like, possible and likely, but... Um... Oh. It hurts, but my tail isn't hacked off. Yay. Always a plus. 
I'm seriously considering um, uh, letting go of cinema to, to to go heal some peeps, though. I think you you okay. should keep in control of Cinnabar because you're doing great there. I'll see what I can do. All right, guys. Um, so I draw the tyrant, the eclipse, and the survivor. Um, survivor. I am spending the survivor, which I don't know if it counts as full effect or not, but I would expect not. That does seem very appropriate. It seems like you need to survive this somehow. Yeah, I'm not that. What's the GM's thoughts on that? A creature who has managed to survive a terrible ordeal when everyone thought it lost. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with. <laughs> cool. All right. So, um... What happens when I spend a card for what I happens when I spend a pertinent card? Because I would uh, normally I'm using it to save versus death, so I would normally drop to um negative. Actually, the um the attack only puts me on negative nine. I'm doing the math better. The attack only puts me on negative nine. Only. Yep. So I'm actually using it to save versus, and then the third one kills me. So I'm actually using it to save for the third one. Fair. Does that put put her back to minus five and bleeding, or minus five no, and stable? No, not both. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to spend the second one. So I spend the first one, and um, as I drop to negative nine, to instead what would normally be dropped to negative five and dying. What's the um? Hang on, have I got these? It'll be in the house rules. Where's the house rules? Here we are. Let me just have a look. See it now. Keep in mind, you are not going to be able to get better by spending these. You are only going to be able to... The negative five is on the presumption that you're not getting worse than that. Yeah, so I'm just... The second attack hits you, drops you to negative nine and dying. Yeah. You can't then return to negative five and dying. That's why, I want, to spend, that's why I want to spend two harrow points, one for each attack. But I'm just trying to find out what the first one gives me, given that I'm spending it as a... Um, Pertinent card. Uh, it drops you to one hit point and you remain active. Cool, that works for me. Okay, so I spend the survivor. Jack is tough. Um, she, instead of dropping to um, negative nine, she stays at one hit point. Then she takes the third point of third round of damage, which is eighteen. Um, oh. Dies and um, spends the eclipse to drop to negative five and die. Cool, alright, so that was all but one of my hero points, and I am bleeding to death. So, as Jack has been held in this fiendish Mantis's pincer, the Mantis lifts you up, and the assassin moves round, grabs you by the throat, and goes and pulls the sawtooth saber across. And Jack begins to bleed profusely. Yeah, so it catches on, on my armor, and um, he doesn't get quite as good a, 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 a cut as he was aiming for, so I am only bleeding to death as opposed to just flat out dying on the spot. Yep. But I am bleeding to death fast. <laughs> and Lucy, I make you on the ground invisible and unstable? Uh, no, actually, last time um, I got a healing from um, Silver, I believe, and I'm yeah. my um, hit points total says three. Cool. So I'm sitting on three. So she's lying on the ground on three hit points and invisible. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. 
Um, so uh, drinking the potion is a standard action, isn't it? It is a move action drink. to find it and a standard action to drink it. That's what I'll have to do on this. Uh, I get. I can also get um, help Jack somehow. But at three hit points, that's too dangerous. Yeah. Um, uh, I, you have, I, like, some sort of um, grease spell to, to make it so that your grapple check's better? Yeah, I'm not but if I do that... I'm unconscious. Yeah, so I was thinking of um, teleporting her out again. Because <laughs> oh, that I can do. Wow. How would that work? So I fly, I'm currently invisible, right? So yeah. I'm currently invisible, yeah. I fly to Jack, hold her, and teleport her out <laughs> to someplace else. Oh my god, Lucy. <laughs> oh, well, that's I mean, an option, but um, the I'm just thing like... That give you both time to, um, to recover. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that, like, that, um, I mean, Silver has a healing spells, right? But then he yeah, has to go into the grapple does. situation, so I. You'll need to move somewhere where I can get to you. In fact, I'll I'll, I'll do exactly that. I'll go in. Or she could just feed me potions and then um heal herself. This is crazy enough to do this. Okay, she's she's at three hit points. And yep. She's gonna fly in. Oh my You're God. a hero, and I thank you. And grab Jack, and cast teleport. Go. And do I have to do a D20? Yep, yeah. let's, let's have the wild magic check. <laughs> oh, God. Do I have to do a concentration check, though? No. Uh, no, because they cannot see you, so they do not take swings at you. Oh, my gosh, Lucy, you have so broken weak being invisible. <laughs> that's, that's a pass. That's a pass. It's quite a high okay, level spell. Okay, okay, so I cast teleport, so 1D100. Oh, my gosh. Did you make the wild magic check? Yes, I make the I made the wild magic check. Good job. Teleport, number teleport may not work. <laughs> oh no! I don't know. I'm ninety two. Let's have a look at the spell. So, <laughs> oh no, you can't. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm teleporting um, her just about there. Yeah, but um, I uh. I can move me, you teleport you, and I'll move me to follow you. Yeah. Oh, man, can I get there in one go? You shouldn't be getting there. You should be um, finding the bad guys. Actually. Further, maybe? That, yeah, further. Yeah, because that bad guy can, can reach you yeah. in that case. So I, I, I in a like, pinch, I can yeah. get across a lot of the battlefield to get to you yeah. guys. Excellent. So I, I go all the way there. Cool. We can also just drink potions, and you guys can fight bad guys. Yeah, we can. Unless Lucy's completely out of potions, she can feed me a potion next round. Yeah, I got potions, so I can indeed do that. Oh my gosh, Lucy, you're so useful. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've done it. You saved my ass. Thank you very much. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, and then Jack rolls, tries to get a 20 on a d20 to stop bleeding to death. Uh, 19 or 20. Okay, let's see how we go here. Jack continues to bleed to death, but you know, she's got, you've got a few, you've got a, you've got a couple of rounds. Oh, it's actually your turn next. 
Yeah, I, I try and stabilize and fail. Oh, okay. It's okay, okay. But it's okay, because we've got a few rounds till I bleed to death, and now I'm not going to be repeatedly attacked by assassins who degrading me and spend the entire party's hero points, which was what was about to happen. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> for Jack. Yes. Okay, so Silver, what do you want to do? Oh god, You're... I want to lightning lightning shout those two. Oh. Because <laughs> um, I may as well. I mean, the assassin's probably going to jump out of the way, but I'm going to give it well, a go. You hit one target with the lightning anyway. Unless you mean well, you want to jump. It's a 10 foot radius. It's like cool lightning, isn't it? It's a single target? No. Okay. It's a, th- a th- thunder call is a 10 foot radius, 3d8 damage. No, I thought, it, okay, I, I mean call thunder. Right, that makes much more sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you're going to thunder call those two. Yeah. I'm impressed you still have them. It's been a long battle, but nice. I guess you have I have times I get 10 spell, 10 songs per day and I've only used up one. I just haven't been, I haven't had the, the time to do other spells because I've been yeah. needed to do other stuff. Two, my courage. Silver, Silver spins his totem spear around and then slams it into the ground and uh, a big thunderbolt zoops down. Um, now I do just the damage, right? Correct. And they make fortitude saves. Okay, give me a sec. Um. Back out. Assassin. 25. <gasps> and Mantis. Ron, look at me. You can literally see what I'm rolling. Yeah. So they both saved, and they both take 17 damage. Cool. Doesn't the Assassin have evasion? Uh, yes, but it's not a reflex save. It's a fortitude save. Oh. Okay. The evasion applies when a lightning bolt's flying at them. They physically leap out of the way. This is there's no there's nothing actually hitting him. It's just this boom of thunder. Yeah, they're saving to to not get the 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 shaken or whatever it was. Stun. The stun. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. Okay. The that assassin is not looking so good. Yeah. <laughs> the fiendish mantis. Looking like the wave of sound hits him so hard, he ripples out of reality. Nice. (laughs) I can handle this. Um, The green mantis doesn't seem to be on initiative. Sorry, I just deleted him. I can put him back. No, no, sorry. The green mantis is in the green mantis assassin. Uh, The one next to Cinnabar. Yep, yep. That's because... I know they keep deleting, that's why I'm letting you know. And yes, you're welcome to ruin the Mantis, the, the actual Mantis I recognize that Susan killed him. Cool. I know where he was, so it's easy. There he is, yep. Okay. So that was Silver. Yeah. Yep. Silver did a thing. Cinnabar yep. So Cinnabar is presently being grappled by a horrible wyvern. Yep, that's probably not where she wants to be. Pretty confident if visibility's got somatic components. He 
yeah, well. Should uh, I be gearing up to make opposed grapple checks? Uh, depends what she decides to do with her life, the, the GM is just contemplating. Ooh. I'll gear the, um, up to do it even if it doesn't well, happen. Almost certainly, really, because he's up. She's, um. Honestly, yeah, she likes her chances better there, so she will endeavor to slip your grapple. So opposed grapples? Opposed grapple, Jay. Well, I didn't roll great, so she's got a really good chance. Yeah, she rolled a 30. Uh, yeah, you, you we've done her a bunch of damage and occupied her for a couple of rounds. Yeah. Because honestly, she hasn't really done a huge amount this fight. I mean, she's summoned things, yes, but like... And she's sneak attacked people a bunch. Yeah, she sneak attacked a lot of people, and she and... confused people and made them think they couldn't do things because she was invisible and threatening. And she, uh, yeah, she hurt you quite badly, as I recall, and she um, summoned, like, half the mantises on the field. Yeah, I suppose she has done quite a bit, eh? Yeah, she's it's just been, been a long time to keep track of it all. So she's free. What does she do with her newfound freedom? Embraces purity and becomes a religious nun. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Well, she's just used her moves, so she's got a standard. Yep, yep. Uh... Concentration look like to you. Okay, but it is your life. Alright. I don't suppose anyone knows where she goes when she slips the grapple. Because she's no longer in Elagos's square. Hmm. Uh, I imagine one of the adjacent squares. Wouldn't she be underneath Elagos? Because Elagos is flying, isn't he? No, no we're, like tussling. we're like tussling. <laughs> okay. I'd say, well, one, two. If you can't move into your target space, you must let go of the grapple. Blah, blah, blah. If you are grappling. Yeah. If you escape, you finish your action by moving to any space adjacent to your opponent. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just weird on scale because she's big and you're big. So the mantis slips out from under your grasp, Elagos, as you were trying to pin her down. She slips under you entirely, and then she will come up flashing her claws and make a single attack against you. Because I'm not grappling her anymore? Because you're not grappling her anymore. Cool. So don't think I can make you do this. This should only be the first one. So an 18 will just bounce off your AC. Yep. Cool. But she escaped. She escaped. Yep. Time for Gunnard. Yay! Well, Garand has a target in front of him, so he's just going to full attack that. Problem solved. Well, maybe just make an attack and see if it lives. They do have uh, 10 DR against um, normal thing, normal... Yeah, I think Garen's using a magic weapon. He is. Okay, so where's it run off to? There it is. Earthshaker. Whack. Damn. (laughs) Your Earthshaker actually has um, a plus one infused plus one magic on it. 
Yep. It's not just flaming. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Is it dead yet? Uh, no, actually, that was a reasonably low hit. Only the first one hits? Uh, fine, it's AC. So, Garen, you swing heavily with the first blow, and then it finally realizes that actually you might be a threat too, as the hammer hits it and there is a solid thunking crack, and in pain it staggers back away from the second one, sort of staggers vaguely round you in a circle, and staggers back in the right place for the third one to hit. So one and three hit, and two misses. For 24 damage, which will cave its chest in. Yay! Oh, that's good. Because I don't think you've added my fire damage to my earth shaker. <laughs> I should have. Six plus three. That just sounds like a normal earth shaker. Uh, I haven't enabled the fire. Ah, there we go. There we are. Just roll that again. Oh, rather, I'll roll it. Cause I'm in the I think if right. you just click. Cool, there it is. Nice coffee. Coffee, coffee. You kill it with fire. You kill it with bludgeoning. And you have a five foot step if you want it. Okay. Um. Karen takes a look around. Says, "Take that, your glorified piece of masonry." And then he tries to figure out. Okay, he thinks Elagos has it, because he's seen Elagos in combat before, he knows he's a badass. Yeah. So he's going to move off in this direction to see if there's anybody who needs help. Well, it's just Silver versus one assassin, whereas Elagos has got two assassins and the boss. Yeah. Okay. So I'm no longer in a grapple, I'm thinking of going and helping the ladies next turn. And giving them a giant injections of hit points. Yeah, but Garen, Garen doesn't know that, so mm. he's you will end up provoking all over the show from them. I'm aware of that. I think it's yep. worth the risk. So Garen will just move one step towards yep. Cinnabar. Cool. And it is Green Team Assassin. How's How's Silver doing hit point wise? Uh sixty-seven out of eighty. As in, you've got sixty-seven left. As in, I've got I've 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 got sixty seven left. Yeah. Cool. So you're relatively fine. Yep. Yeah. All good. All right. Then it's Mister Green Red Master Assassin who makes his tumbly check. Uh, thingy. Oh, oh, that should be adding thirteen, but isn't? That's why. Uh, <laughs> at high speed. He rolls under Elagos, making a tumble check to avoid the attacks of opportunity. Cool. And goes, voof, 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 and then comes up with his saw blade. Yep, and now I'm flat-footed because they're flanking me? Uh, no, technically you are not flat-footed, but they are able to sneak attack you. Sneak attack says you can sneak attack people when you're flat, when they're flat-footed or when you are flanking them. Oh, okay, cool. So now he can sneak attack you, but he still has to beat your regular AC to get so, which he will not come close to doing. Not even on the first one? Uh, only the first one counts, because it's only a single attack, but that's only 24. Yeah. That's yeah. five under Elagos, I think. Uh, Elagos has 
27 normal, 25 flat-footed. Right. Oh, he's actually moderately close then, because on 26, he's on 26 yeah. with flank, so. Yeah. <laughs> he scrapes several scales off, but not enough to deal you more than the minorest of flesh wound. Okay, and it's random event time. All right. To the random event generator. Okay. So, Elgos, you see Cinnabar sort of dropping into a mantis-like pose, bringing her arms up, ready to claw you. And then something leaps out of her face. Wait, what? Something leaps. all alien now. <laughs> Literally, there is a translucent shimmer in her face, and something leaks out of it. Uh, it is something that I think Elagos has not seen before, because he was the only one who missed this. But it's about the size of a horse. It's a flame-red gecko with a pair of sharp, long, thin horns. And it appears to be ent- entirely translucent, barely visible. Okay. It leaps, it leaps through her head and jumps out of her face and begins to swing at her. And Cinnabar oh. seems to be drawn after this thing entirely and brings her claws up and begins engaging it. It is Hunt's Knotted Flesh, Thousand Bones' spirit animal companion. I was about to ask nice. if it was Thousand Bones familiar. Cool, because I thought that was like her face opening up alien style and some sort of yeah. weird <laughs> That's where I went, so I'm happy to hear it wasn't that. The advantages of having an ethereal familiar. And it looks like for her round this round, she is going to spend it uh, being drawn to a foe that might or might not actually be there. She is slashing away at Hunt's Knot and Flesh for her action. Whoa, whoa what a contribution whoa. from the spirit familiar. Mm. And then we go to round 12 fight. My goodness. Yay. So, to be clear, Elagos, that's the event is basically stating her action is she engages with this thing. That doesn't stop her taking side attacks. That's fine. Cool. They all get an attack of opportunity. We. Oh, I'm sorry. He needs to be there. She can do it. Okay. Bink. Bink. And they both miss. Uh, something's not right there. Ah, there's Cinnabar. So Cinnabar attacks. Yep. Cinnabar so appears to crit. The other two oh, shaves and scales. Threat, uh, Cinnabar hits you, but will not remotely confirm a crit on a mere 21. So what that says is she's rolled a 20 on the first attack, giving her 35, yeah. and then a 21 to confirm it, which doesn't beat your AC. So how much damage am I taking? Uh, I don't seem to have her sneak attack listed in her Mantis damage, because her Mantis form is a separate character, so its rolls can be different. Oh, yeah. I, I know the pain. Uh, beedly, beedly, bee. Must have sneak attack in here somewhere, sweetie. It's your thing. Find it. Uh, well, you know the table rule. If you don't have it when you come to the table, it doesn't exist. Oh, that's that's right. <laughs> so 29 points of damage, Elagos. 
as this time she does catch the stinger and saw a chunk off it. So the the, the elegant, uh, the wyvern kind of launches itself into the air, its wings kind of buffet the uh, assassins around, and then its tail is flashing off, and she, like, catches the end of it, and it cries out as it zooms. Pretty much. Zoom, uh, zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. So, um, I can't see Lucy, but I can True. see Jack bleeding out. Yeah, and Jack's not even holding Lucy, so... No, Jack's just lying on the ground. Yeah. She, just, she just teleported, apparently unconscious, teleported herself away, but it is possible to infer the presence of an invisible sorceress somewhere around. And then Lucy takes stomping damage from the wyvern and She will make some sort of noise when Alakos comes around. Yes. Um, so. so he kind of looks kind of at Jack and then around... These wounds appear not normal. She will yet live. And he places a giant, giant claw (laughs) over um, Jack's small chest. It's a bad healing. Bad healing. And it glows with light, a la Dragonheart, I guess. Awesome. You cut out a piece of your heart? Um, no, that's only for evil dragons. So I uh, didn't evil. roll that well, unfortunately, but it is empowered, so that's plus 50%. Oh, that's nice. So 28 plus another 14 is 32, 42. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm a healing domain cleric. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cure critical, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, these are pretty critical wounds, and by golly, does that cure them? Um, All right. Yep, that's my fourth-level domain spell. Uh, What's minus 6 plus 42? Someone? Sorry. What's, um, I'm on negative 6, and I just got 42 hit points. 36. 36. Thank you. All right, so Jack gasps, attempts to sit up, realizes there's a wyvern core on her chest and freaks out slightly, but she is definitely conscious and she looks a hell of a lot better. Kill the monster! Kill the monster! Thy wounds be not normal, child. The the giant claw lifts. Yeah. Yeah, because there was a wyvern around when I lost consciousness, I figure out what's going on, but it takes me a few minutes. Um, That's understandable. It has, like, big teeth. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a wyvern. You know, like, I saw it flying over there. It didn't look nearly this big. Um, So Jack sort of um, glancing around trying to figure out what's going on. Um, Question. As I passed out while I was being grappled by a mantis over here, I'm assuming that's where I dropped my human bane rapier? Makes a certain kind of sense. Okay, I don't have that anymore because it's it's over there near near where Silver and that assassin are. Oh, Silver will probably see it on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's lost forever, but I mean, Silver's got his own weapons, so you know, I don't have my melee weapon, but I probably don't want to go into melee, so um, that's fine. I'm I'm not bleeding to death, and for that, I thank Elagos. Elagos, ah. Indeed, and he lifts lifts the giant paw and kind of Lucindriel. 
peers into the like nearby air. I'm here, Grandpa. Like the perception. <laughs> he blinks. Perhaps you want to touch the cleric on your round, Lucy. So he yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Alagos, mm. uh, you have also been hooked by Cinnabar uh, successfully at this point. So you, she, she has literally drained some of your blood out through her manic. Uh, oh, so there's extra damage. Uh, yeah. Two points of Constitution damage. Ow! Even though he's not, even though he's not a human at or oh, an elf at the moment. Constitution damage applies to monsters. It damages the the wyvern's constitution. Yeah, the wyvern has blood. She's sucking it out. Okay. She's a nasty piece of work. Uh, yep. Which most prominently, as its most prominent effect, will drop your hit points by one per level, which would be 12. So I'm taking 12 damage? Effectively. Yep. And noting down on your stat that you're um, noting down a temporary lowering of your stat. Cool. I really wouldn't worry about that because her con's going to change anyway when she comes out of wyvern form. Right, okay, that's all right. Although, uh, if he, it possibly relevant if he gets hit again. Um, no, this is a one. This is a one-off thing. Once she has right. tasted your blood, you lose constitution to her. Right, okay. I think she's hit him twice, so that happens on the first hit, but not on the second one. Right. Cool. Okay. All right. And that's Angry Wyvern. Now it's yep. Blue Mantis. Now it's Blue Mantis. Blue yeah. Mantis, go. Go, Blue Mantis, go, Blue Mantis. do 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 is that three attacks? Uh, yes, yes it is. Oh. Three nasty attacks. Oh. Yeah, no, he doesn't sneak attack damage. So there's no sneak attack in there. So I think all of those are hitting, aren't they? 24, 23, 26? Yeah, I think my, my AC is 19. Cool. Oh. <laughs> So you get the head and the crit damage, but not the sneak attack. So seven and eight is... Um, oh, yeah, the crit damage. Um, Fifteen so plus seven, eight, uh, nine, and eight. Two total. Oh. So I'm at 35 hit points. Yep. And then... This Mantis Assassin will come rushing in at speed and provoke oh. from you as he does so. Excellent. He makes no effort to slow himself down and tumble because that's going to slow him up too much. So are you making your attack of opportunity, Silver? Yeah, yep. I just Oh, yes, I see it now. Sorry. Yeah, I see it now. So, Ten damage. He- as he rushes, you spare him again, getting very used to this technique of bracing your totem spear against a charge. Mm-hmm. And you slash heavily into him for ten points of damage. He mm-hmm. rushes up, but moving too quickly, just soars down at your legs and you leap over the top of it. Okay. Oof. 
and then team imaginary, largely imaginary sorceress. Largely imaginary sorceress is going to, um, ah, oh, jeez. For whatever it is worth to you, you are still <laughs> prone. You are still lying horizontally. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off. <laughs> yeah. And, um, just, um, touch, touch the side of the wire to see, um, just, and say, oh, I'm here, I'm here, Grandpa. And then, um, it's tempting to send the fireball. Um, the, the flaming gecko, right? The familiar of yep. Thousand Bones. Appears it's to fl- barely even be real. Right, so, but like it's, it, it looks I can, like I can see it real there. in Cinnabar's head as opposed to anywhere else. Right, but it's flaming, so I'm, I'm imagining it might be fireproof. <laughs> yeah, well, Lucy. I'm Lucy going to. Doesn't I'm feel going to drop a fireball. <laughs> yeah, Lucy doesn't see doesn't doesn't probably feel terribly troubled about fireballing it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So I'm gonna drop a fireball. So um, it's gonna target um, the green mantis assassin as well. Yep, with ease. Okay. okay, so I'll just roll um, 1d20 to see if wild magic goes off. Yeah, actually, let's see. Plus... That looks like it's a wild magic roll. No, it isn't. Isn't it? Nope. Because it's a third level spell. I can... Oh, it's... okay. The disease is lower. So, um, I'm going to roll damage. Um, but it's not going to be a good day to be a Red Mantis Assassin, I would say. I can't imagine that made the DC. 76. Yeah, that looks good. Hang on, that so like 11, 11 is a success on the Wild Magic, Lucy. Yeah, it is, because uh, it's a third level spell. She, oh, she's yeah. adding her caster. Um, yeah, my caster level. Yeah. Oh, right, that makes more sense. Okay, that's cool. not pre-programmed in, so Yeren's just okay. rolling a d20 and um, rolling a manual. Yeah. Oh, that poor Cinnabar. That's a good roll. It really is. So Cinnabar moving with almost preternatural grace, even in the midst of engaging with Hunt's Not in Flesh, just leaps over and pivoting and twirling in the air and managing to dodge every piece of the fire. God help me, a 38 on reflex. Uh, That, however, leaves the guy that was using her body to shield him from the fire getting engulfed by it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He staggers and burns horribly. He does not, in fact, fall down, but he doesn't look like he's far away from it. Wow, really? With 37 hit points taken from him. Yep. He has been hit before, but he is largely okay. Or was largely okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he doesn't feel like he's having such a good day. Yeah. Okay, and Lucy incinerates a man. Yeah. Good turn. Yes. <laughs> okay. Jack stands up, slightly wobbly, braces herself on the Wyburn a little bit. Looks sadly at the ground, at the piece of ground far away where um, where her sword is. How, how did I get over here? <laughs> and you can throw that and avoid the hearts, Lucy. <laughs> I don't have to set any more hearts on fire. What kind of the giant shoulders sort of shrug? Huh? <laughs> 
And he kind of went around again. Put it together because of fireball and... Lucy, are you there? I got you out. Oh, thank you. Nope. All right. Well, I don't feel so good. But I'm still here. And while I'm still here... And Jack concentrates and a um, descending from the sky is a celestial hippogriff right next to right next to the green mantises between next to the green mantis assassins and cinnabar. As Jack uses minor image and breaks out her last her, practically her last almost her last spell. What? We're getting for the spell. <laughs> So many celestial griffins. That is a celestial hippogriff. It's a whole different thing. Okay. Now totally you're going to be. It's totally going to fool them. Now, Jer- now, Jared, you'll know it's a long, drawn-out combat if the Mystic Theurge starts running out of spells. I don't think he's even yeah. close. <laughs> well, um, I can't access my wizard ones because I can't cast them while I'm in wyvern form. But Do they can? all have demonic components. Yeah, I, I'm running out of some spell levels. So huh? that's but saying I've pretty much. much gone through my cleric ones apart from the the combat cleric ones apart from the heels. If you're okay. Okay. using polymorph a lot more, you may mm-hmm. want to pick up natural spell at some point. Yeah, it's it's a few materials. Natural oh, thanks for giving the me the celestial hippogriff. It turns up it it stoops sharply down from the sky and turns up here. Nice, nice. It is complete. It is. Um, it makes kind of a cry noise. I can do sound effects with that, but not actual dialogue. But that's cool because the hippogriffs aren't big on the talking anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's Jack. She stands up and casts a spell. So my uh, turn. Yes, your turn. Um, Jared, did you do a description of the battle? The greater battle? Uh, I've been dropping that for several rounds as I run out of things to describe. Oh, okay, so that's not really important anymore? Okay. Um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to tumble uh, ten feet. Can I do that? Uh, quite certainly. Okay, um... I believe your your DC is elevated very slightly by the fact there's multiple people there, but you'll probably waste it anyway. Okay, that's acrobatics. Acrobatics. Yeah. Do I make it? 17 is what you're looking for. I got an 18. Oh, cool. Excellent. Yep, okay, so... Tumble half your, up to half your movement anywhere you want to. Oh, okay, so 15 feet. Yes. So I'll yep. go there. Yep. That's good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna thunder call. Cool. Um, those two those two blue mantis assassins. Yep. No trouble. Boom. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Do you want to roll? I'll roll? No, they they would like to actually see the damage and make saves and things before they just roll over and die automatically. The nice try. <laughs> All right. So. They both make the save and take 10 damage each. 
I don't know if the second save makes it or not. Oh, uh, on an equal? On an equal? Cool. Oh, yeah, it's, it's written right there. Yep. Wasn't I efficient? Or mm. so it was impossible if she put it in. Uh, 15, yeah. Yeah, I put that in. No, unfortunately he does save on the 15. Ah. And one of them dies? Yep. Cool. Yay! Now we can't flank you, Silver. That's going to save your life. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Well, my AC, again, is shit. So he staggers under the blow and the other assassin clutches at his head for a moment, drops, and then there is that of mist as he just vanishes into smoke. Ah, damn it. No, that means he's probably dead. dead. Oh, okay, okay. I think he disappeared. No, they don't. Their armor disintegrates them if they had zero HP, Susan. They don't leave bodies behind, they disappear into, um, into into mist. Yeah, sorry, I thought there was a proof of them disappearing rather than a proof of them going back to their bosses. Nope. Okay. So, Hunt's knot and flesh sort of lands in front of Cinnabar, stabbing at her with its horns and just flickering through her. It doesn't seem to actually be doing anything to her. She's not bleeding, she's not getting hurt, she's not um, flinching away in pain. But as as it is doing so, it is making this sort of trilling lizard noise. This and she seems almost vaguely hypnotized by it, and turns all her attention onto Hunt's knot and flesh, and hooks down at him with one big mantis claw, claws into his neck, hooks down at the other end, claws into his tail. Both mantis arms just pass through him harmlessly, but she lifts something up and then seems to tear it apart, and the mantis face looks very satisfied, and then Hunt's Not in Flesh turns, lopes off across the battlefield, and leaps at a gargoyle off that away. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that feels like an entirely self-satisfied lizard. So it's a, yeah. it's a mental effect rather than anything physically happening to her. What it does is distract her for the round. We're, I think we're all pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty yeah. awesome. Okay. Garen. Hmm. Yeah, might as well. Garen charges this guy. Oh, Garen. There is a cinnabar. She's distracted. Yes. And she's going to take time to get across the battlefield, whereas this guy's right beside me. Okay. You don't leave people at your back. I know. Yeah, where is it? And, okay. Holly taking the first result. Ooh, that's not great budgeting damage. In the face he takes it? Yeah. Not great. (laughs) Did you get a second attack at least? No. Just the first? Yep. Because I had to move to move more than five feet to hit him. You did have to go more than five feet? I wasn't sure where you were. Cool. Okay, and that's Garen. All right, Green Mantis. 
Go green mantis, go green mantis. There's a terrifying celestial hippogriff right there. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. You can flank it. You can flank the celestial hippogriff. You can sneak attack the celestial hippogriff. <laughs> yeah. He can try. Cinnabar's not in melee with it. <laughs> celestial hippogriff is too fly for that. <laughs> this could uh, be the Arabian Nights. She has reached reach for being large. Okay. Yep. So he dashes forward, um, endeavors to roll under the celestial hippogriff to get through it, making a tumble check to roll through an enemy. Uh, he actually fails, but uh, that certainly qualifies as interacting with the illusion, and thus provokes an attack of opportunity from it, which presumably it doesn't bother taking. It takes a peck at him and misses its attack of opportunity. And he gets to make a will save to disbelieve the illusion if he wants to. Unfortunately, he does not get to Silver because he has to slow down to tumble through the imaginary griffin. Delay tactics. And yes, I really have to give a target. Delay tactics. Awesome. They've been paid 30,000 gold pieces to kill you. I know. 30,000. Oh, look, Susan, he's just in melee range. <laughs> yeah, do I get to make a free attack on it first? He uh, makes it save. No, because he doesn't pass through your threatened area. Your threatened is area make... is the square he's entering. If he comes to here, he does, but he hasn't got enough movement to do it. Ah. Uh, but he doesn't get to attack you because the griffin yeah, has distracted him for one crucial round. That's good. So he, so he rolls under the hippogriff, comes up, sort of glances back over his shoulder at it, Looks dubious at it for a moment, and then Tacasta swears quietly in Infernal. <laughs> I understand what he said. Yep. <laughs> you watch it your demon roll, Silver. Uh, All right, but it still could fill. It still could fill Cinnabar. We don't know. And then team. Event, yeah, it it doesn't seem to have drawn her attention in the slightest. Well, she's engaged with Hunts Not in Flesh, but nothing has. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, alrighty. Okay, so at this point, we cut away elsewhere on the battlefield, where the camera is focused tight in on the back of a couple of Red Mantis assassins. And then they stagger back and go thud, thud, and drop with their chests full of crossbow bolts. Yay! And the Cinderlander very rapidly with one hand sort of starts reloading his bolt. I told you. These are my Cinderlands. Catches a glimpse of something out of the corner of his eye, and everybody hears a sort of loud, sharp, piercing whistle coming from somewhere that's clearly patterned. A... Directions of some kind, and then a fire pelt cougar comes running onto the battlefield as Neverfar nice. makes his entrance. <laughs> nice, cool. Charges up and oh, oh, so <laughs> A firepelt cougar comes charging up here. <laughs> Sweet. 
doing here. Not that clearly. Garen provides him a flanking bonus. <laughs> and rips into the assassin and deals him 13 damage. Woo-hoo! Nice. Is it enough to kill it? It is not, but he does not oh. look But that assassin is having a bad day. <laughs> yes. Round 13, fight. Elagos, are you going to heal Lucy? Yeah, Elagos, the, the woman's tail sort of curls vaguely round where he thinks Lucy is. Yeah. Um, he can't feel Lucy. Lucy's touching. Yeah, Lucy touched yeah. a slide, so he's got some idea where she is. Yeah, yeah. the tail curls round. And, um. Thou art not yet recreant, fair sorceress. Thou wilt put a rouncel in their plans yet. And, um. Uh, Lucy gets. Uh. 25 um, hit points back plus 50%. So. That, 37? Yeah, 37 hit points Seven. back. Wow, that's like way more than half of her hit points. Wow. Okay, Stop she's now back to the How does it just to believe what Elagos is actually good at is healing people? We might have thought of being a wyvern that killed gargoyles, but. That's a secondary effect. I'm not sure why you're surprised Elagos is good at everything. Yeah, is there anything he's not good at? Oh, yes, suffering fools. <laughs> Arm wrestling in non-wyvern form. Making athletic We've not actually seen that yet. We don't know. <laughs> Until we see it, it doesn't exist. Hey, yeah. we know that Elagos needs to use mind magic to make friends. Bears will never be his friend otherwise. Yeah. Uh, who'd want that shitty bear as their friend? Proud sugar bears, sad. I cry bear tears. That's going to make me come and hug you, and we probably want to get on with the battle. Cease being a sad bear. Anyway, I, I've taken my turn. That was my turn. Yep. Oh, and I have a move action left. Yep. Yep. I'll just um, get thirty feet into the air. I'll take off, having healed both. Um, both ladies. My job is done for now. <laughs> I so must go. My planet needs me. Uh, yeah. Cool, that's me. Alright. Uh, team Blue Mantis. He's got a plan. Yep. It involves a cougar and Garen. <laughs> Yep. But once he's killed Garen, the Cougar won't Garen does anymore. not need a date, damn it. <laughs> Alright, so the sneak attacks don't kick in, but those oh, are some very nice. Be successful. Uh, the second one hits, the rest of them don't. And does a 25 confirm the crit? That is a very good question. Please hold. No, no it does not. Cool. So he hits you with the second one on the 30 and whips the saber across, but can't push it deep enough through the armor and merely deals you four points of damage. <gasps> oh my god, four <laughs> points of damage! You see, if, yeah. if that had hit Jack, all three of those would have hit. <laughs> yeah, if so if your armor was a little bit lower, then he'd get the crit and the second attack, but... Wow. That's sad. Oh. 
I love how Garin is just this solid wall of metal. <laughs> Alright. Team Lucy. Okay. Uh, so... Um, a good, good target there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that green mantis guy looks like he's an only. Um, he does. He, does, he, does he look like quite hurt? Like, does he look like he's... Oh yes, horrifically. He is burnt and bleeding and staggering along as if a small wind would knock him down. So, <laughs> magic missile. Yeah, I've got a magic missile, but I'm gonna split the magic missile. Can I just send two to him and then um, rest to Cinnabar? Absolutely. Yeah, you, the okay. only restrictions you need to decide in advance, but he yeah. certainly looks like two will do him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So that's two D four plus two. And wild magic once. Oh yeah. The wild magic check can you first. fail wild magic for that? Yes, I can. You know, low enough number, but twelve. No, I, I, I succeed. Yeah, twelve so. gotta be pretty good. All right, so roll two D. That's the one that I'm sending the green guy. Yep, that's, that's two missiles, and that Does will quite definitely. The first one staggers him, and he staggers back, looking like. He can still keep himself upright, but he's horribly disabled by it. Then the second one takes him out at the knee, and poof, in a puff of mist, he is oh, gone. Awesome. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to um, send the rest to Cinnabar, yep. which is 10 damage. <laughs> Does she look particularly hurt? Oh, yes. Good. Uh, <laughs> she has taken 61 points of damage thus far. Yeah, okay. So. How she that looks well. Uh, she is definitely bloodied, but doesn't look like she's about to fall down in any hurry. Cool. The celestial griffin flies round to here. Yep. And Jack maintains the illusion for her turn. Um, and actually, she will also move up. So, um, celestial griffins have wing over, so they can do, um, Tight turns, but they don't have hover. Cool. Um, but it's on the ground, isn't it? Because you want it to engage Cinnabar. Yeah, it's a celestial hippogriff. It kind of moves cautiously round, um, trying not to provoke too much. But also trying to defend its valiant allies. Yeah, I've, I've just been looking at stats for celestial hippogriffs. <laughs> yeah. We'll you see. You may turn yourself into one one day. Hippogriffs, um, your common griffin can turn into a hippogriff, and the, yeah. we should be able to really confuse our opponents. Alas, um, it's it's a it's a third level um, summon monster, which um, is currently covered by many many protection from energies. Yeah. So I did not have it prepared. Yeah, that's okay. This is not our last fight; merely our biggest fight. Hmm. Okay, that was Jack Silver. You're up. Okay, so I've got two options here. One option is I can do a glitter dust on Cinnabar so that she can't go invisible. The other option is I can I can probably either thunder call or lightning shout her. I, I thought you used all your glitter dusts. No, I have one left. I'd say I use thought, the I thought I'd use them up, but I have four on that particular level, not three. Doesn't right. glitter dust also have a chance to blind? It yes. does, but yeah, it likely it won't. Well. I'll, I'll go with the glitter dust. I'd I rather not have an invisible assassin running around. Okay. Yeah. 
So Silver will call out um, an infernal so that she understands very, very clearly, you are not getting away this time, Cinnabar, and he casts glitter dust on her. God fucking damn it. <laughs> that is the right choice, Susan. <laughs> One round before she deploys her invisibility again. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Trey Silver. Thank you, second level spells, for being four rather than three. That's such a super spell as well. Yeah, yeah. I just imagine it being always looking fabulous. Absolutely yeah, a, a, a holographic. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course you can't not lie. It's absolutely a holographic, and she looks absolutely fabulous with it on. In fact, yes. he makes sure that it has, it has pink in it so that it matches her strawberry hair. <laughs> It's pink hollow. It's beautiful. Did you put a little star on her cheek? That's oh, beautiful. The star on the transformed Mantis's cheek. It's Jim in Mantis form. Oh. Okay, it's Cinnabar's and that Silver's turn unless he wants to move. But nice job. Hell yeah. I think he's actually pretty good where he is at the moment. Yeah, not getting killed is definitely a plus at this point. All yeah, because right. I mean, if Cinnabar comes up to him, he's gonna he's gonna have some hard time with defending himself. So he doesn't want to get closer to her. Well, that's why I put the hippogriff in there. I'm hoping it'll slow her down. Yeah, we'll see. Her um, will looks pretty good. She rolled yeah, a twenty yeah, on yeah, that will, though. Yeah, so to work out it's an illusion as a general rule. Mm. Uh, okay, and what does Cinnabar want to do now that she can't go invisible? <laughs> If she can fade away from that attack, but no, she cannot. So, Silver, with your high sense motive, yeah. you see Cinnabar looking around the battlefield. The vast majority of her troops are dead, and those who are still out in the greater fighting are going to be nowhere near close enough to help her before this is all over one way or the other. She looks around, realizes that it's looking like the day is lost and discretion might be the better part of Valor, and is looking at her exit strategies when suddenly she is illuminated by this spray of rainbow and glitter. (laughs) And she turns and glares at you. As only a mantis can with her multi-faceted eyes. And then hisses at you in Infernal. Uh, Mandravius! Fine. You want me to stay and fight to the death? Then I guess that's what happens next. <laughs> she's coming after me. Oh, yes. So with plan B, turn invisible and run away. <laughs> so she has to go with plan B instead. Well, personally, I've had enough of being... I am happy that that happened, because I've had enough of being murdered by assassins. This is yes. like our ninth... The she, ninth she was within one round of turning... Her action this round was going to be turn invisible and book. Yeah. Well, tough luck for her. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to pause while the GM loads his alternative options. <laughs> yeah, you're doing quite sweet. We understand that she had a pretty clear plan. Yeah. At least she dies pretty. Yes. 
She dies fabulous. Yeah. Well, well, I think the theory be- is if she can't live, then she's taking Silver with her as the one who's responsible for her dying. Yeah. Well, it, like, must, it must burn extra hard to so like her excellent re- a, a excellent retreat plan was utterly destroyed by the freaking bards. That's what the bards' job is, though. In theory, she can still win this, but I don't like a fucking chancellor. <laughs> uh, I'll just shift her aside so I can do a thing. People can probably see the giant template what she is forming up here. Yep. Yeah, she's going to do some sort of a mass attack on me. I think she's doing some kind of a cone effect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I better not tell. I better not tell. Depending on where the first square is, she might just miss Garin. Stupid templates are impossible. The best thing about redeeming the Cinderlander is that because we don't have to kill that cougar. Yeah, I would have been so sad if I had to attack the cougar. Oh dear. I think the cougar's still going to get hurt. Oh, is it a ray or is it a... It may, uh, be, a fr- it may be a breath weapon. She may actually be spitting acid at you, Susan. Yeah, I think that's the best she's going to manage. Oh, she's going to hit her own guy. She leaps here on top of this tent and balanced very awkwardly on it. Um... Flickers her head round to face it over in this sort of direction and fires out. Can people see this yellow line moving round? Yep. Yeah. Fires out a cone that hits Elagos, Jack, Lucy, uh, and will clip Gar and the assassin. So Silver is the target that is excluded from this. What? <laughs> <laughs> How did that um, happen? <laughs> Her face, I healed them both last her face flickers round to you guys, and her eyes seem to glow with a blood red. And then, a moment later, people are convinced for a moment that their foreheads have just been split open and blood is pouring down across their face and into their eyes, and they are completely blind, can see nothing, and can only hear the chittering and the soaring noise the <laughs> of the Red Mantis blades moving closer. And can everyone give me a will save versus fear, excepting, of course, Garin? And Silver? Oh, Silver wow. is within 30 Silver, feet of Garin. Silver is out of the car. Speaking, speaking as someone in yes. the caster corner, I'm so glad it's a will save. Jack, <laughs> you get my bonus. You're within 30 feet. So I get a plus two? Cool, 33. Okay, so for a moment, for a brief moment here, everyone is convinced that they have been blinded by a spray of their own blood and they can hear the soar of the Red Mantis assassin blade coming towards them. A moment later, you realize that this isn't real. It's just an invisible wave of fear sweeping across you. Um... It's still clutching at your heart somewhat, though. Everybody is shaken by this. Except okay. Gara again, of course. Mm-hmm. So, minus, minus two? Minus two to your d20s and things. Cool. And possibly your damage, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, that is her quicken thingy. And then it's time to claw silver. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I was wondering why she ignored me. <laughs> 
largely because she can hit everyone but you and call you. Alright, so the first one's 35 to hit, 17 to confirm, which I think will hit but not confirm. Yeah. Um, and she had to move 10 feet so that she doesn't get the full attack. Correct. Yeah. You can ignore the full attack, she is not sneak attacking you. So she does me 5 damage? She does do you 5 damage. Okay, so I'm at 30 hit points. your blood, presumably. Yep, yeah. as you have not yet been subjected to this, you lose 2 constitution. Okay, so I go to my character sheet, and constitution is temporarily, um, so minus, minus two, so that's, oh god, how's that work? So it's a three now. It's a three. Okay. Okay, cool. And then you, you effectively lose 12 hit points. Okay, 12... So I've got twenty uh, eighteen. Yeah, eighteen hit points. Yep. That is her. She's she's just apparently never going to turn back into a human being again. Yep. <laughs> All right. Even though there are several advantages to her doing so, none of them advantage her in this. Okay, Darren. Okay. How how injured does this assassin beside me look? Badly. Like one hit will kill him, or not necessarily sneeze and you kill him, but one one moderate hammer will probably bring him down. Okay. Well, okay. Garen is going to full attack him and then take a five foot towards Cinnabar. Yep. Now you can make the first hit, and then if that drops him, decide not to pull attack him and make a move. So, yeah, but then that, um... Remembering you're also flanking. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it makes sense. So roll your full attack. Hold on, I'm just thinking... So I can do a full attack and still move five step. Correct. And okay. if the first if the first hit of the full attack drops him, then you decide that actually you don't need to just full attack the empty air and take your move action. Yeah, it's just with a full move action towards Cinnabar, I'll throw, I'll get I'll get hit by it. I'll threaten. Cor- I'll correct. You'll end up being clawed by it. Yeah. So what Garen will do is he's actually going to take a more cautious route for a change. Yep. Take five foot step there. And then yep. full attack, because he's still got the flank there. Fair. Has he? Yeah, yeah. large creature. Uh, okay, sure. Okay. A little easier to see if I rotate the cat, perhaps. Ah, uh, yeah. No, that's right, I get yeah. it. Okay, go ahead. Waka kapow! Waka kapow! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that third strike's gonna obliterate him. Oh, <laughs> so with your hammer swinging, with the flame bursting out of it and the rays of Sarenrai's sunlight coming down, it reflects, seems to sweep the fire out of the pyre across this red man's assassin, and he burns for his <laughs> ill deeds. Awesome. Nice. I love it when this thing crits. <laughs> 
All right. Heard again on the battlefield is that <laughs> string of whistled instructions, and Neverfar rushes off again, moving at 200 odd foot vault out of the battlefield and elsewhere. Wow. Good kitty. Mm. Uh, Glad you joined the winning side. <laughs> the next one is probably not going to happen. Let's see where they can land this 20 foot guy. Oh, yeah? No, no problem. 20 foot template. Mm, there is a hippogriff, but. On the other hand, it's supposed to be a summoned creature, reasonably obviously, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a summoned hippogriff, so, you know. The, so, the Shawanta are not really gonna worry about obliterating it with area effects. No, they should not worry. Anyway, it turns out it's got amazing evasion. <laughs> Monks levels. <laughs> it's a flying creature. It takes off. <laughs> yeah, it just goes straight up. <laughs> straight up and then straight back down. So you hear a woman's voice quite shrill calling in Shawante. Shirikirikwa! Atariya! Dinara! Hun! Du! Tra! Tia! Hawk Clan, ready arrows. Three, two, one, rain. And this, the sky turns black momentarily with arrows as oh all of the Hawk Clan members that are here start raining <laughs> arrows down into the battlefield. That's awfully freaking close. <laughs> and Silver, these arrows sort of shave down, landing at your feet. One like almost just between your two toes. <laughs> No, I'm I'm all good. I'm okay. <laughs> and the pin cushion. A rain of arrows stick into her head. A nice glittering illumined target. And she's she staggered. <laughs> All right. What will, may well be the last round fight. Finish it. Finish it. So I'm going to fly over here. Yep. Be 30 feet above her. Yep. And I found a, a wizard spell with no uh, components that sure. I can cast. Uh, so I'm going to cast Ray of Enfeeblement. Ooh, very nice. That's going to be hard to dodge. So that's 15 versus her touch. She has no... That has no components. I did not know this. Interesting. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) You learn something new every day. So does it come from your claw? It comes (laughs) from his mouth. Yeah, it's right, attack, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It has no focus yeah. components, is what you're thinking of. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Now, DDD, touch AC. And the Mantis, with extraordinary speed, rolls out of the way of it. <laughs> Even at its larger size, her touch AC is still nice. Oh. 
Oh, okay. I thought she used her magic powers to avoid that. Her touch AC is really high. Her touch AC is high. She is an assassin after all. It is hampered by her being a giant mantis, but it is still higher than 15. Cool. That would work on most people, though. It was a good move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. All right. Somebody else's turn. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you move out of the way again, or are you just staying hovered over her? I'm 30 feet in the air, though. So yeah, you're not going to hit her. Cool. Yeah, and no, it's not like Lucy could fireball anyway. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to anyway. Um, yeah, I'm just going to do another girl magic missile. Is that what yeah, yeah, they're about? great. Yeah. yeah, good old magic missile. Always good for so, dodgy but, uh, opponents. You are, of course, no longer invisible at this point. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Okay, the hello, everybody. Magic missiles and fire and shit. No, you cast greater invisibility. Oh, yes, true. My apologies. It, it, um, it, you can, uh, it, it depends on how many rounds you it, it, it lasts 11 rounds. Yep. But um, I think it's going to run out soon anyway. Nope, no, um, I've got So that is... Um, I'm just going to check if that failed um, the... Yeah, you're, you're really going to have to bear with the GM doing stuff. Um, losing yeah. Up here. So way, way too uh, Oh, wow, just passed. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, that's because it's first level spell. <laughs> All right, break out lots of D4s. Yeah, I think it's just 5D4 plus 5. Oh, nice. That's a really good roll. Wow. It is. Yeah. Mm. How's she feeling in there? Uh, 22 hit points. Certainly looking ghastly. Uh, How ghastly? Mm, She is definitely staggering, bloodied and heavily wounded here. Cool. Nice. Alright. Plan Celeste and Griff having pretty much failed. Jack's hands flicker, and she's over here, where she picks up her human brain rapier. Sorry, kid, she's got bigger problems. <laughs> All right, and um, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Jack circles in, but does not close to melee. Okay, silver. Okay. Um, Silver is going to tumble. Yep. Uh, and except for desert-based spells, I have tongues left. Yep. <laughs> That's it. You can understand what she's saying in Infernal. Yeah. Okay, so yep. I tumble 5, 10, 15 to there. Sure. <laughs> and I'm going to do a thunder call. Sure. Because Alagos is actually in the way of that. The claw lashes out over your head and there's a boom somewhere here-ish. Yep. Um, so there's my thunder call. Thunder call is there. I'm actually only going to go come to here. Oh, don't do max damage. Fortitude 19. I mean, that passes it, but, like, she still gets the damage. Yes, indeed she does. Okay, so... You open your mouth and begin to swirl the totem sphere to shout. Cinnabar turns to you, sees something, sees that some manner of spell or effect or whatever is going to come towards her, 
flicks her claw into the air and begins to do what she did with Elagos here and partially fade into the ethereal plane. She seems to twist and shift. And because this is not the sort of effect that involves attack rolls or reflex saves, there is a boom noise. <laughs> and the mantis's head explodes. <gasps> oh my god. You wow. killed her. And right before her turn. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> um, Cinnabar collapses forward a headless red mantis for a moment. There is a brief shimmer. Then there is a largely headless woman there and scatterings of red hair scattered across the place. Oh my God. And then it all just goes shoof into mist, leaving behind a pile of armor and things. Oh my God. Awesome. We and like, uh, we've done it. Bloody 14 cool. rounds in, this shit be over, yo. Oh. Yay! Oh my gosh. We've done it. I promised we'd send back a whole bunch of bloody corpses and we did. Awesome. Yep. We take break, guys. Alright, congratulations, everyone. Oh. I, I believe we're attending a funeral of some kind. Yeah. We were. <laughs> we've got a whole bunch of strong paper stabilizing tents to put out and stuff like that. Yeah. Out, out in the greater battle, you can see, um, that the Red Mantis assassins at this point, those few who are still standing, are rapidly trying to book out of here, hide, disappear, and are starting to get chased down and cut down by the Shawante. The Gargoyles have weathered the Shawante pretty well, because that DR-10 is nasty um, against stuff that can't harm it. Um, however, it is not very hard for the likes of Lucy and Alagos to chase down the remaining gargoyles and just obliterate them at this point. You're only talking about <laughs> half a dozen left. And for those who like to appreciate combat, that was about a minute and a half worth of combat. Yeah, round system is stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it, it makes kind of sense. You did do quite a lot during... It just feels drawn out. <laughs> um, so the battle is over, and well, the uh, well, the encampment is still on fire, and there are wounded Shawante all over the place, and people hurt. Um, by and large, the day is won, and a cheer goes up from the Shawante here. Ah! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry your tents are on fire. Yeah, so I've still got, like, um, pretty much all my second-level spells free. So I'm just going to go around cure moderating on them. Um, yeah, the I'll, I'll, I'll do cure light. I have a couple of cure lights. Yeah. I'm going to wander around with my flask of endless water and um, put out the tents. Yep. I love your flask of endless water. I you love my flask of endless water too. <laughs> and um, stabilize anyone who looks like they're bleeding to death because I can do just do that. Yep. So, the majority of the Shawante here have not been involved in the broader battle. So you've got about 200, 250 people in this encampment total. Um, about 
a third to a half of which have been battling a third and the rest have been incapacitated by this poison. Elagos has now got time to go and actually take a look at them. They're sick and, you know, wobbly legged and struggling to get up and that, but they're not actually in danger. They're not dying. They will just get better from this. Cinnabar yeah. has um, used something decidedly, something which feels really awful on them. They feel like they're dying, but they are not. Oh, that's good. That really she is good. She wasn't going to give a, a poison cure because it wasn't needed. It's actually possible she would have given them a cure. Elagos can think of several things you could do that would cure this. And indeed, um, uh, when you start checking her bits and pieces, you will probably end up finding things to do exactly that. But it's merely that um, there's no percentage in her in murdering hundreds of Shawante for no actual reason. Yeah, it's not like she's been paid to do it. No. There are moral issues at work here. Yeah. <laughs> She's a professional. She can't yeah. just go murdering people for free. No, it's 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 really a religious point with them. Asakak does not do freebies. <laughs> <laughs> so he's evil, but he's evil with standards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The number one rule is rulers cannot be assassinated because Asakak is the king of mantises. Um, <laughs> but a close second is don't kill anyone unless you actually have to, if they're between you and the target. <laughs> Or if they are the target, obviously. So, so with the, the the way that the contract's made, the contract was given to Cinnabar and her team to take us out. So, Correct. if Cinnabar's dead, then the contract's yep. cancelled. Yep. You are pretty confident at this point that you have rebelled, re- repelled the assassination attempt by the Red Mantis. Wow. Nice. That was difficult. <laughs> Yeah, you do not have to fight every Red Mantis that exists in Galarian, the entire organization. They have taken out a contract. They have been well paid for it. You, you, I think we can safely say they've had a pretty thorough go at it. This is like, what, yeah. attempt number five? Mm. It's attempt number nine, actually. Oh. Is it? I think so. There have been a lot. Yeah, yeah there has been quite a few. Yeah. I, I imagine there's some bookkeeper assassin back at the guild who's just looking at how much that they got paid for this job and going, right, gonna mark up the heroes of Convulsus for a higher price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this one was a loser. <laughs> well they got the money. They didn't lose money off it. No no but they lost people in trading and yeah. all the rest of it. So yeah, they would have lost overall they would have lost money. Jason point? And from this <laughs> He's one mantis assassin who you know, didn't work horribly in this battle. He's <laughs> doing a better life somewhere else. Yep. Only one survived. Yeah, we left one alive to tell the tale. <laughs> and only one can survive. I wonder who it will be. <laughs> this is the ultimate showdown of ultimate yeah, destiny. This is the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny. It really was. <laughs> Goodbye as bad guys and explosions as far as the eye can see. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> so, like, uh, we're, we're kind of healing people and tidying up and putting up fires and finishing off guys. Yeah, apologizing like, to Mamalia. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I missed the end of that question. Was it what happens? Yeah. Uh, several, several things. In what order would you like them? I can give you um, 
I can give you the loot. I can give you the immediate fallout. I can give you the broader fallout. Let's um, do Mitch last. Whichever one you feel is, is the best to start yeah. with. Yeah, fallout. Okay, fallout. Immediate or distant fallout? Let's, Let's go, go with immediate. immediate fallout. Yeah, immediate fallout. In the immediate, I think... um. So Jack and Silver and Elagos are wandering around healing people and putting out fires and things. What about Lucy and Garen? <clears throat> I guess um Well Garen knows knows uh what their armor can do and would rather the Schwante not pick it up and try putting it on, so he's yep. gonna make sure nobody does that. He's gonna play dad basically. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Right, Lucy's not doing anything in particular. <laughs> well, you can finish off gargoyles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, okay. Follow, follow them invisible across the sky and fireball yeah. them. Yeah. How many gargoyles fall from the sky? What is this invisible demon following us? <laughs> she's not invisible anymore. It ran out. But, but still, yeah, she's she's running around after gargoyles, shooting them off. <laughs> Oh, dear lords. Okay, so this then will come to Garen. Ooh. Uh, so, Garen, Nakoda comes running up to you, and in a, in a pant, his shirt looks like it has been torn off entirely, and he has one strip of it bandaged around his arm on some minor flesh wound. Beautiful. <laughs> and, he comes sprinting up to you and he says, oh, Garen, this, this way. Mon sort of starts pulling you. We've, we've got trouble, or we will have trouble, I think. All right, all right, all right, lead the way. He follows after him. And what you see is there is a quiet atmosphere over here around the area behind this tent. Quiet and just um, so tense you could cut the air with a knife. Because you see two guys about 20 feet apart from each other, eye to eye, staring. One of them is Crojan eats what he kills, and the other is the Cinderlander. Oh, oh no. And as, yeah, they need someone to stand between the two of them. Yeah. As Garin sort of runs off the side, you hear the Cinderlander finishing whatever he's currently in the middle of saying, which, in case you didn't notice, Shawante, those are my bolts in your enemy's chest. Trojan glares at him. The fact that you miss Shamek does not entitle you to life. Oh, would you two stop acting like children? Go, Dad, go. Really now, Crojan, you gave me your words that you'd stop messing around like this. And Cinderlander, we appreciate what you've done. But maybe walking into a tr- into an area full of Swante right now might have been not been the best idea. Technically, I'm trying to walk out of an area full of Swante. Believe me, I don't want to be here any more than you want me here. Fine, I'll escort you out, and Crojan will keep his arms to himself. Watch your Crojan. Yeah, Crojan gives Cinderlander a murderous glare, 
but does actually, without breaking eye contact with him, does actually nod to Garen and folds his arms carefully across his chest, well away from his weapons. And he says, we have an arrangement, Shamek. You will keep it. Cinderella says, I trust my honor. Your honor is not that of the Shawante. Cinderella looks at him and drops his voice quite low to where he's no longer talking to Garin, no longer talking to Crojan so much as possibly to Garin or possibly even just to himself. Crojan says, your honor is not that of the Shawante. And Cinderella says, yeah. Funny part is I've come to realize it actually is. Ooh. <laughs> and then we'll turn we'll turn to Garen. I'd appreciate the escort at this point. Aye. Aye, lad. And you, Crojan. I believe there's some Shoante who may need some burial. Aye. Our people have suffered this day. And you see the Cinderlander just immediately wants to snap back with some smart-ass remark and just sort of <clears throat> grinds his teeth slightly and, and just swallows it. <laughs> okay, and Garen leaves, uh, leads uh, the Cinderlander out to a safe yep. distance. Yep, and he, of course, doesn't really so, sort of trust the Shalante, but is not really prepared to push it at this point, so you will literally take him sort of a good kilometre outside of the camp. Yeah. He turns to you, sort of gives that trilling whistle, and the cougar just seems, from Garen's point of view, to pop up out of nowhere, because you couldn't spot it if it was standing on your head. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and he, the Cinderlander turns to you, sort of pulls his hat down slightly over his eyes. So, it's over then. Aye, as much as it can be. Not just the Red Mantis chasing you, but all of it. He gestures out towards the, the Shawante in general. All of this. Now I just go home? Darren thinks about this for a million dollars. There's always going to be some from this generation that are going to Think evilly of you, because it hate takes a long time to die. But yeah, for what it's worth, go home and live in peace. I've earned that hate. I just hope it doesn't fuel anyone else to make the same mistakes I did. Karen looks at him and goes, then why are living in your town? Teach the next generation to be better than you. That's the hard trick, isn't it? Hi, lad. You're telling that to a man with seven daughters. <laughs> you need to teach them to be ready for when the war comes, for when the burning comes home to them, to defend themselves. Aye, uh, they need to be... Sorry, finish? Aye, uh, they need to defend themselves, but they need to not be consumed by hate as well. That's the real trick, isn't it? 
I guess I can only see what happens next. Garin puts out his hand and says, May Saren Ray lead you out of the dark. Light lead you to victory, Garin Silversmith. Bad shake. <laughs> and that we pull out ways. Yep. And he fades away into the into the west. Walks into the sunset. Very much so. Cat <laughs> pulled over his eyes alone, just him and the cougar walks into the sunset. With his dinner yeah. music Except playing. Like it's like you know, like eleven o'clock in the morning. Well, yes. Yes, but he's obviously got cowboy DNA in him, so the sun just, you know, matches where it needs to be. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Garen does. I carry my own son. (laughs) Yeah, Garen doesn't agree uh, with what the Cinderlander did, but he can't say he might not have done the same thing if it was his daughters and he'd hadn't found Serenray. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cinderlander is not a good recommendation for how one should behave in life. Yeah. Like, it, it hasn't done him personally any good at all. It's, it's no. completely destroyed him to do that, to, to become what he's become. It's um, really screwed with Jack's worldview. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. But fortunately, Octavia Mandravius was available to get him back on the right path. And Garen, can you give me a perception check? Oh, God. Um, you fucking kidding me. We just say Garen gets eaten by whatever it is. <laughs> More like a break. Garen doesn't see it. Whatever it is, he doesn't oh. see it. Oh, he really doesn't see it. it was, he rolled yeah. a five. Yeah. He rolled six. He has a five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He could have made that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fine, Garen. You you do not notice a thing at present, which you will notice later. Or, in fact, I can just give this to you now when you notice it yeah, later. You, you can always say what the camera sees. Yeah, so what the camera sees is the Cinderlander shakes Garen's hand with one of his manly, a big sort of manly hand clasp, and with the other one reaches out to Garen's pack and slips something into it. He's, he's reverse pickpocketing you. Oh, okay. Um, later when Garen goes through his stuff, what you will find in there um, is there is just a, a, a comparative mid-sized basic cloth bag, nothing remarkable or bag of holding or anything. And when you open it up, the piece of paper in there is listed as for guidance across the Cinderlands and other, ser- other services as applicable. Um, a contract between Cinnabar and the Cinderlander. Uh, for 8,000 gold pieces, all of which are in the bag. Oh! oh whoa. Shit. So he has given you what he got paid for the job. Nice. Wow. wow. Good man. It was classy of him. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, that's more than paid. <laughs> He's even more generous. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we want to do about treasure list. Would you like the GM to just keep it somewhere or punch it on the Discord or something like in that neighborhood? I uh, have, if you punch I it have in my general tri- Discord. 
I have my treasury full here. Cool. So why doesn't Jack record that? Uh, Jack, you have 10,000 gold and platinum pieces. Nice. Damn. Okay. Okay, the Cinderlander is worth that money. Yeah. Has Jack ever seen that much money? Could she even imagine that much money? It is a lot, yes. <laughs> yeah, and yes, I can. I have a very vivid imagination. <laughs> the, the Red Mantis, you guys know, got paid 150,000 gold, 30,000 a head, to kill you uh, 4 and Flora. Yeah. All right. So I'm ready for the rest of the treasure. We already have five sets of Mantis armor, so I'm assuming we can we can boost that a little bit now. <laughs> yes, indeed. He'll just need to pause for loading here. Yeah. Yes, man. Are we gonna are we gonna saturate the market or some shit? Let's stimulate the now, shit out of this economy. The, the the guy that was offering a bounty on Mantis armors did not specify an upper limit. That he did not. Which is his problem, not ours. <laughs> That's my feeling. Yeah, you you may actually have to have that conversation with him when you turn up with 300 sets of red matter somewhere. Uh, so the gargoyles have nothing on them that is worth noting. It's literally scraps and bones. Um, and there's probably some question about what you guys want to do with the Shawante with regards to this. They don't necessarily want a pile of red mantis armor on the other hand um you know they um have be- they have killed a bunch of these people themselves we can offer to sell that it on their behalf and then give them the money yeah would well, you like me to just give you the full list and then you guys can decide what for yourself yeah i i, I was thinking we should give them some of the platinum on the basis that that's more considerably more useful than red mantis armor sets, but let's get the treasure and then work what out. Aaron what was suggesting was that we sold the red mantis armor and give the money from the red mantis armor to them for yeah, the yeah, for the, the ones that they kill. Isn't that high? I was kind of thinking we should give them a share of what Sinslander got paid because that's you know kind of karmic. Okay, so to rebuild that part. You've got a mantis set there already, haven't you? Um, you had about five of them, yeah. We've got five sets of Mantis armor already. Yeah, and the Sawtooth Sabres? Uh, no, we sold the Sawtooth Sabres. So we just have Mantis armor and Mantis masks because we were saving those for the bounty. Cool. So you then have... So... Uh, you have 25 sets of red mantis armor. Nice. 25 more? 25 more. Okay, 30. Keep in mind, this is the entire battlefield's worth. Yeah. yeah. And 50 sawtooth sabers. Okay. All masterwork. Yeah, because each of them had two of them. Cool. And then there's Cinnabar. Yeah. Uh, So, she has a mantis mask, but her armor appears to be differently made and of different stuff. Okay. It's magic and studded leather. Uh, Question about, hang on, question about the mantis masks. Did we have 30 of those as well? Yeah, they're in the full set of armor. Cool. So, 31 mantis masks. Cool. Right, she's got magic studded leather. The most valuable bit of their armor sets. Cool, magic studded leather armor. Yep. 
two magic sawtooth sabers. Ooh. Cool. A magic cloak. Yep. Magic gloves. I love a thoughtful NPC. Yep. Magic amu- uh sorry, magic amulet. Magic amulet. Yep. Magic ring. Yep. It's it's amazing what you can find in this pile. Um, what the hell? She's been kitted up. A, well, she was the leader. Uh, three small bone flasks that are all emanating magic. They are unlabeled. And yeah. she has two. She has two more of those that are empty. She clearly yeah. had more and has used them. Um, she has a labelled potion of cure serious and a labelled potion of haste. Okay, we should check those. Yep. That's what we have our alchemist for. Because sometimes assassins label their flasks of poisons, potion of cure serious. Yeah. Uh, And and then she has a Heward's Handy Haversack that contains a number of fairly basic things that's essentially tents and camping gear and uninteresting things. And then you basically reach in, pull some stuff out, reach in, pull some stuff out, reach in, pull some stuff out, go, ah, bugger it, turn it upside down, shake, 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 shake. There is a noise as a dragon-sized hoard of gold and gems starts pouring out of the bag. Wait. <laughs> Hit the button. Alagas' mouth drops open. <laughs> it is the the large majority of what she is carrying is cash. Cool. That could possibly be the bounty on our heads? Quite certainly. So, Alagos, would you like to turn into a dragon and sleep on this? <laughs> no, so, spend some time counting it. Yeah. Well, so if I would. <laughs> he, he walks over and sort of just looks at it and, like, touches it with a hand and then kind of shakes his head. <laughs> Wants to make sure it's real. I'm seeing yeah. lying on it and making, making treasure angels. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd sign up to make treasure angels. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it is in a it, it it is relatively what she has is relatively small physically because it's it tends to be leaning towards the more lightweight stuff. There's several gems, a lot of platinum pieces, and then a bunch of gold and some silver. Um, she has the lion's share of this, but all the assassins have some as well. Like they've been paid out of this hoard. Cool. Um, and when you add it all up and put it all together, Jack's eyes goggle, and you have didum, 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 a hundred and twenty-five thousand gold pieces. Oh, the treasure! What? That is the money that he spent on the contract. Yeah. <laughs> no. It is, is not that Barrack Van Kastigan. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is not it's all fantastic. of it. He paid 150000 Yeah. Uh, so, um, the Cinderlander clearly got 8 k of that. And the Mantises have all been paid individually, obviously. But there's still 125 k remaining. That's still it's pretty decent. Still the share. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, yes, the lion's share of the bounty has not been spent. <laughs> okay. We need to immediately teleport to a bank. <laughs> no, first we're going to sort things out with the Shante. You, you're going to hand Lucy over 125k of <laughs> treasure. Why not? Then, treasure is worth No, 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 Lucy, it's not just $125,000 worth of treasure. It's that plus magical items on top of that. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a nice haul. That's so, what we want to do for some while? What was that? Canst we not just recline upon it for some while? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that does sound good. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Lucy's eyes are glittering. We've done this in our hut, so we're not just doing it in front of directly in front of the Shante. That does make a certain kind of sense. Like at this point, I imagine you guys are basically having put out the immediate fires and tended to the wounded, and that people are kind of sitting around just resting and recovering from this. You guys relax in it. So Garage. basically, like, oh. we all have to, we, when we tip out the handy haversack, there's like a tidal wave of gold, and we all have to climb up on the beds, and then we can just hop down off the beds and lie on the gold and make yeah. snow angels and things. It yeah. sounds amazing. Treasure angels, we all... Yeah, is... like, we can wade in this stuff. Garen yeah. is singing the song of his people. Gold, 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 gold. Silva's probably sitting back a little, back a little bit, just laughing, like not laughing, chuckling to himself, thinking about what Octavia most would think if she saw all of this. <laughs> all right. So, how much do we want to kick back to the Shantae for their help in the battle, as rec- as the Cinderlander paying reparations and as the Owl Rip paying reparations for disrupting their sacred funeral with this horrible assassin battle. Because I'm thinking we should give them um, a decent chunk of the Cinderlander's money. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. And that can be, like, some of this is what you would have gotten for selling the Mantis gear, because we'll just take that and sell it because we have better city connections. Yeah. Some of this is our apology to you for, um, you know, the disruption to the ceremony, and some of this is um, the Cinderlander's um, apology. Well, not really an apology, because I don't think he necessarily wants to apologize, but the Cinderlander um, from, from the Cinderlander. You can say it's his wear guild. Yeah, it's his wear guild. Yeah, I think he would pay. He would pay wear guild. He wouldn't apologize. Yeah, so, that's what wear guild is all about—not apologizing. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd probably like to see that as an actual scene, but only after you've come to some sort of conclusion as a unit. Yeah, yeah. So one thing, um, yeah. I'm assuming the bonfire is still flaming. Yes, indeed. Uh, far more so than they were actually anticipating because it's had oil on that dumped all over it. But basically, it's been damped a bit, but the pyre is still burning. It's supposed to be a long, slow burn. Okay. 
Um, so I've I had um, protection from fire, which was going to last a hundred and twenty minutes. Sure. Um, what I want to do is go and pick up what remains of Varric's skull. Yep. It is. It is literally a largely intact skull that looks like okay. it's been a bit with a hammer. Yep. And um, I'm going to mutter some protections from Phrasma and um, prayers about effectively speeding his soul on its way and um, it, it not coming back again to seek vengeance. Yep. And then I'm going to walk into the pyre and place it on um, Amalia Eyes of Flame's chest. Yep. And walk out again because I have so much protection from fire. I can do that. Yeah, you you have no idea. The, the fire's like one d six around, so you could stand in there and have a smoke for a while as well. Yeah, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna intone a prayer for for uh, for asthma and the dead and um, funerary rites in so the fire, and then walk out again. Yep. Nice. So did Silver oh. say anything at that point? Because, you know, you were the one who had the closest bond with Varric. Me? Yeah. You see Elagos doing this. Um, yeah, so, so Silver's gone around and he's he's healed a whole bunch of people. Um, and he sees Elagos um, pick up the skull. He will follow Elagos, obviously not walk into the flames, because that would be crazy, because he doesn't have any protections against fire, and he has had some hit point damage. Um, he'll... Shoot. He'll, um, I think he'll, he'll kneel down in front of the, the flames. Varric. I wish I could have done more for you. I don't know. No, I do know. Her love for you wasn't as true as yours for her. But your love for her was true. You deserve far better. I wanted to give that to you. I wanted you to have better. But we can't change things. We can't change everything. Shalem, please guide him to Phrasma. I see to it, please, that he does find something happy. Now this is all over. Perhaps Melia's kinder side might have might join him some sometime in the afterlife. Alagos walks out of the fire and puts a hand on Silver's shoulder, just silently standing there, his head bowed. Eric only wanted to wanted to do what was best for the city. Problem was, as he didn't understand what he was dealing with, he was brainwashed by some rickshasa into thinking that what he was doing was the right thing. That's been my whole life. My parents telling me that I was doing the right thing with following Asmodeus, 
treating the city as it was. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't want Verek to walk down that path. He was a good man. This didn't have to be like it was. He didn't have to end up like this, a spirit of vengeance. He deserved better. He is a spirit of vengeance no longer. And forsooth, as this fire flames, so too do all lies burn out and end in ashes. And Elagos, as um, as the fire begins to slowly lick up over the skull and it just turns the first slightest shade of black, there is the faintest gust of wind and just for perhaps ten seconds, the lightest of rain showers passing overhead. A scattering of raindrops as you recognize the signs from Phrasma, who is, among other things, the Lady of Water, the River of Life passing over briefly as Varric is freed from his hate, from his need for revenge, from his drive, and his soul is free to pass on to whatever judgment awaits it next. I close my eyes and, like, squeeze Silver's shoulder slightly as the the rain cloud moves through. Silver looks up at the rain cloud and notices the slight spitting... Has he gone to a better place? Somewhere where he's going to be happier? Indeed, child. Indeed he has. And that's all I could ask for, because Corvosa had nothing for him. We could never have anything for him. Uh, Elagos will help Silver up. Thank you. Pat him, pat him on the back. Not quite a hug, because he's sort of not really a huggy sort of person, but <laughs> pat him on the back. Thank you. He, this Varric, earned your respect. But Speaks well of his soul. You can you can be the best person in the world and mean the absolute best for everything and still mess up, still make the wrong decisions, still make uh, people unhappy. Ah, uh, a lesson to us all, methinks. I saw myself in him. I wanted to guide him just as I had been. But I guess you can only bring a horse to water. You can't make it drink it. Mm. Wise words. Wouldst thou care to sit on some gold for some while? (laughs) A platinum pillow does sound quite enticing. Let's. (laughs) 
moment of respect started, yeah. moment of respect done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what would make us both feel better? That would make us both feel better. <laughs> All right. So it's 10.05. Yep. Um, I would like to close out close to the actual end of the, um, as opposed to running 15 or 20 minutes late as we usually do because we have other stuff that we need to do tonight. Um, I don't, I have dramatic stuff I want to do regarding Neil Landis, but that's definitely a next session thing. Yeah. I don't know if we want to go to any kind of conclu- dramatic conclusion. I, I actually think, um, that we are probably not heading to a dramatic conclusion here. I think you want to talk to the Shawante about, um, you know, what's going to happen next and what you're going to do with this, this treasure and all this sort of thing. But I yeah. actually think our, our dramatic conclusion is Elagos and Silver and whoever else wants to go in, which honestly I imagine is probably everyone is sitting in the tiny, in the, um, in the secure shelter with the big ass pile of gold in the middle yep. of it. But yeah, we're already there. We're yeah. allowed a comedy ending every now and a while. Yep. <laughs> and people are tossing gold and watching it rain down and dripping yeah. it through their fingers and lying down and making angels yeah. and one happy party this in the is, like, This is picked out every wearable jewelry in, in the pile. <laughs> she's worn all of them. So she's very like multiple sets of necklaces and rings and everything. <laughs> Garen's giving you some advice on if you want to, you know, have a co- couple co- pieces combined into something better. <laughs> Elagos is just sitting on top of it, like, meditating, and then kind of <laughs> opening one eye and, like, touching the gold and then nodding again and then meditating again and, like... Yep. It's Silver, Silver's appraising the quality of the gems and the, the, the diamonds and stuff and, and going, oh, this one's blah, 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 and this one's, oh, but this one, oh, this one, though. Look at this one. Lucy, look at this one. You know how much this is worth? You know how rare this is? I heard that they're only found in an aisle three kilometers that way, and it can only be found in a moonlit night on a summer's day when the planets are aligned in this particular alignment. <laughs> and he, he does his bardic lore on, on a couple of the gems. Yeah. Yeah. Garen is using his dwarven sense to say, yes, this is a shit ton pile of money. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. It feels like metal and gems and gold and platinum, the good kind. Jack is lying on the floor on her tummy, reading a book with her feet in the air, um, dripping a pile of gold between her fingers. And she walks around and says, you know, I never ever thought I'd be doing anything like this. I can only think that Lamb is out there in the afterlife in whatever hell he's in, looking back on us. And is absolutely fumid. <laughs> That's a happy thought. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So much for and um, so much for reading. Not getting me anywhere. <laughs> reading not getting me anywhere. He, he was trying to get me to stop reading because he didn't want me to be smarter than he was. Well, that's not a high bar. <laughs> but now I've got 125,000 gold, old man. Where are you, moldering in your grave? <laughs> well, you know what they say about revenge. It's a dish best served cold. 
Yeah, revenge is pretty great. That's what I, I say. What did you say, GM? Was it a dish best served gold? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is best served gold. Oh, man. <laughs> and on that frightful pun, shall we close it out?